Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon to everyone. Thank you for being with us on today. Today is Thursday, and it is January the 10th, and today is Kingdom Women Living for the King. I pray that as uh, God is speaking to your hearts today and maybe to those who will listen in um, later on, that you will become the kingdom woman or the kingdom man of God that God has called, appointed, ordained, and anointed you to be. So we want to make sure that we're living every day for the king, living to please the king. We want to encourage you with the word of God today that you will be kingdom-minded wherever you go today. Uh, let someone see that your light is shining. Let someone see that Christ lives on the inside of you. Let someone see that you are a kingdom man of God. You are a kingdom woman of God. You know what a kingdom woman of God is? Is one that is truly sold out to the king. She lives for the king. She lives in obedience to the king. And that could be a man as well because we realize sometimes we have men that are listening to the broadcast. So we pray that you are empowered with the word of God that will encourage you and propel you and push you forward in your relationship with the Lord that you will live every day for the King. If you think about it, um, every time you and I wake up, wherever we go throughout the course of the day, life should be uh, uh, flowing out of us to minister to someone. Uh, Whatever it is that we may say that God will use us to say, God wants to affect change in our society wherever we go. And so, therefore, I must have the king in mind. I must be thinking about the king. How can I please the king? How can I bring glory to the king? What can I say today that will lift up my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? What can I do today? How can I bring someone into the kingdom of God today? Can God use me um, today to lead someone in a sinner's prayer that they would give their life to the Lord? Can I speak a word to someone today that will encourage them to turn from their wicked ways and, and turn uh, come out of the kingdom of darkness and into the marvelous light and live their life, all of their life for the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Can I, my life influence somebody else's life? This is what this broadcast is about. We want to encourage you to be kingdom men and women of God wherever you go. And if you are a kingdom man and woman of God, then it will be seen and it will be evidence. And whatever you say, whatever you do, you don't have to say, you know, people say sometimes, oops, I didn't mean to say that. Yes, they did. You know why? Because it's on the inside of them. If it was never there, it would never come out of them. But what's in you will come out of you. Whether you want it to come out at the moment that it came out, it will come out. So we want to make sure that our life in our heart, that the word of God abides, that Christ is seen wherever we go. This, this, we used to sing a song when we uh, were little, and it was called, uh, This Little Light of Mine. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. So the light of Christ is on the inside of you. So are you letting the light of Christ shine wherever you go today? Is your light shining right now? Can you put that light? The scripture talks about in the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter, where it talks about we are the salt of the earth. Uh, we are a city that is uh, a scene uh, that men will look at our lives and they see the light. And, the, and salt is a preserver. So God wants to use you and I to preserve someone's life. God wants to use you and I to bring flavor, enhance the flavor of somebody's life today. You know, salt seasons, and when you, uh, if you leave it on the shelf, it's not effective. Uh, it, we was bringing this out recently in our Sunday school class. If you leave uh, the seasoning on the salt, uh, um, excuse me, on the shelf, it is not effective. But if you take it down and you use it in your food, whatever you are cooking, then it can bring seasoning. It can enhance. Um, the food that you're cooking, the flavor of the food that you're cooking, um, even if you if it's on your plate, it can enhance. Salt is an enhancer. So God wants you and I to be an enhancer. Can God use you to enhance somebody's life today, tomorrow, uh, next week, next month, wherever you go? Uh, can God use you to enhance somebody's life? Sometimes when you take the uh, salt 
off of this shelf because it's been sitting there a little while, sometimes you have to shake it. And you have to shake it up, and then you can use it, and then it comes out. And sometimes you can't even see when it comes out. You put your, your hand under it to make sure that it's coming out. Uh, some people put, uh, you know, from old school, some people put rice in the salt to make sure that it doesn't settle to the bottom and it doesn't get hard. What can God use to put in your life that will cause you to be uh, shaken up a little bit so that when you come out, when you speak the word of God, you will be effective in somebody's life. God can, God can use you to enhance somebody's life. Today, again, is Kingdom Women Living for the King. Next time you hear us on the broadcast will be on Saturday. Saturday is Releasing the Supernatural, and you will be, uh, that's the master key, Releasing the Supernatural with Dr. McKenzie at 12 noon. Tell somebody about the broadcast. Let them know that there is a, a broadcast that comes on Monday and Tuesday, comes on at 6 p.m. On, on Wednesday, it's at 1 p.m., which is Kingdom Relationships. On Thursday, it's Kingdom Women Living for the King at 1 p.m., and then the next time you hear us is on um, Saturday at 12 noon. I don't know if uh, many of you heard the broadcast on last Saturday, but last Saturday was powerful. Uh, Dr. McKenzie was sharing concerning the kingdom of darkness and bringing out different scenarios and speaking uh, and encouraging us. Uh, and he was just speaking about the Word of God, how we have to uh, not be ignorant of Satan's devices, but that we are, uh, our ears are open, and we're in our, uh, uh, wherever God leads us to go. We're in society, but we are aware. We're not, we're not just walking around like we don't know what's happening, but we, uh, we are aware of what's uh, going on around us, and we are aware of what's happening in our society. And so, therefore, we're not manipulated or tricked by the enemy because of uh, because of not being sensitive to the realm of God. And so the realm of God must be more real to us than this realm. And so Dr. McKenzie was sharing some things on last week on the broadcast. If you did not get a chance to um, listen to that, go back and listen to that. Uh, I believe it will bless you, and God will uh, speak to you if you listen um, to hear God speak. We had different ones to call in um, to ask for prayer from things that had snared them. One of the things that God spoke to us and our watch night service was that he has released the contender. I believe that was in the book of Isaiah, the 49th chapter. God has already released the contender uh, in whatever area you are being snared in, whatever area Satan had uh, manipulated you in or tricked you in. God has already released the contender, and Christ, God himself, is the contender. So Satan is fighting a losing battle. <laughs> I mean, the victory is already yours. Christ Jesus has already given you and I the victory. Thanks be to God, 1 Corinthians 15 chapter, I believe, uh, verse 57. Thanks be unto God, which giveth, giveth, giveth. Thanks be unto God, which giveth us. You and I already have the victory through Christ Jesus. So let's walk in the victory that God has given unto us. Let's walk in the victory on our job. Let's walk in the victory in our relationships. Let's walk in the victory in our homes. Let's walk in the victory believing God concerning our children. Let's walk in the victory wherever we go in different relationships, uh, brother with uh, brother and sister with sister or sister with uh, brother or your parents, your relationship, your grandparents, whatever relationship, let's believe God for the victory. God spoke to us a lot of part of last year. And God said, household salvation. So we believe, God, this year uh, we will see household salvation. And maybe there's somebody that's listening, and you're believing God concerning your spouse. You may be uh, believing God concerning your children. If you're believing God concerning your family members, your siblings, whoever you are believing God for in your family, guess what? God said household salvation. So you know what you and I can do? We can praise him. We can thank him. Thank him in advance that it's already done. It's just a matter of time, you know, that I will see, you will see the manifestation of your husband coming to the Lord, the manifestation of your wife coming to the Lord, the manifestation of your children coming to the Lord. 
the manifestation of your siblings coming to the Lord, of your parents, your grandparents, your auntie, your uncle, your cousins, your nieces, your nephews, whoever it is, God said household salvation. So praise be to God for household salvation. You Somebody may be believing God for your boss on your job. Well, God can bring salvation to that person also, amen? It doesn't exclude them because they could have a sibling or a family member, a relative that's believing God for their salvation. So we thank God for bringing salvation for for uh, souls coming into the kingdom of God, our families coming into the kingdom of God this year. And, and watch night service 2013, we will have powerful testimonies of what God has done and how God has moved in our lives. Uh, we're believing God. Uh, the man of God told us to believe God for the new every month. So this month, January, let's believe God for the new. Let's thank God in advance for the new. God has already opened up the doors. He's already reestablished us. He's already given us the victory. So we believe God and we stand on the word of God because God has already spoken it. Um, yesterday, we, uh, Dr. McKenzie shared that we will be making some changes to the broadcast. So uh, listen out for the changes that will come uh, beginning probably Saturday or next week. Whenever the Lord say, we will be making some changes uh, to the broadcast. Uh, we know that we're in the season where God has already elevated us. God has already shifted us. God has already moved us, and so we thank God. We're not going to allow the distractions to cause us to take our eyes off the Lord, to take our eyes off our victor, to take our eyes off the victory. So we know that it's already done for us. And so, therefore, we want to encourage you. By way of announcement, um, we uh, know that we shared on our conference line that we have a new conference line. To those of you uh, who have not written down the number but the conference line number, we want you to join us in prayer. Every month uh, we do a prayer at the end of the month, the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of the month. Uh, so this month will be January 28th, 29th, and the 30th. We fast on that day. We pray. We keep our spirits open for the Spirit of the living God to speak to us. And, and God has been having us in a season of prayer and consecration. Uh, started last year. And so we want to make sure that uh, during this time of prayer that we're also uh, keeping our focus on God. So again, that's January 28th, the 29th, and the 30th at 5.30 a.m. The new number is area code 712-432-3900. And the code is 287-381, the pound sign. And if you'd like to go back uh, and listen to some of the past prayers and pray along with us. Every time you pray along with us, um, the momentum of God increases. Uh, you could be sitting at your desk working, inputting at, uh, uh, at the computer. And while you're inputting, uh, pray in the spirit. You know, listen to the prayer and pray alone. You can, you don't have to verbally, uh, say it so loud that you're disturbing your coworkers, but you can pray very silently to yourself, quietly to yourself as you're listening to the prayer. You're praying along with us. So every time you do that, the momentum of God increases and, and the momentum of God increases in you. So if you like to go back and listen to some of the past prayers and pray along with us. Um, the website is ejmpcc.com, and I believe that God will bless you. Another announcement I would like to share with uh, our listening audience is on Sunday, January the 20th, which is the third Sunday, we will be having a guest speaker, uh, and that, that is our spiritual son, Apostle Angelo Crucine from Equipping Center International Church, which is out of Mount Dora, Florida. So if you don't have, uh, if you're not a member of any church uh, uh, and you like to come and visit us, um, you can come and visit us on the third Sunday. Our services begin at 10 a.m. Amen. Um, today I'd like to speak to us on the topic of waiting. Waiting is something uh, many times we don't like to do. Uh, many times we're very impatient when it comes to waiting. We want it quick, fast, and in a hurry. We want it now. No, let me change that. We want it yesterday. <laughs> you know, uh, but God doesn't always allow us to get it yesterday. God will always put us in a position that we have to wait. Even this season that we're in now, we've been confessing due season set time since 
2009. Uh, nine, we know it's the number of giving birth, and I believe God calls us to give birth to that prophetic word that we formulated and put it into a prayer, and we've been praying it for the last four years, and so now God has brought us into our due season and our set time, and God reestablished us last year, October the 7th, um, so, so God have us, we're still in a, a waiting period, even though God has opened up the doors, but manifestly, the promises of God have not all manifested for all of us. And so, therefore, we're still in a period where we're waiting. But the beautiful thing about the waiting period this time is that we know God has already done it. <laughs> we're just going to the parking lot, just like if you know you already purchased that car. You go to the parking lot, and you're just going to pick it out, okay? You're just going to pick up the keys and get your car, get inside that beautiful car that you just purchased, and you're going to drive off the lot, with that new car um, that you just purchased. And so that's what we're waiting on. We're waiting for God to uh, manifest in our lives. Uh, and so ma uh, waiting many times is, is, uh, is a season that we really don't like to do. Sometimes uh, uh, depends on who you are. You have to wait longer than others. <laughs> and sometimes we look at, and what messes us up sometimes is because we take our eyes off God and we look at the person next to us. We look at that person. We look at the person behind us. So sometimes we look at the person who just came in and gave their life to the Lord and look like God just manifested for them so quick. You know, they just, I've been waiting a year or five years or six months, and they just got it yesterday. Well, see, that's what messes you and I up when we don't keep our eyes on the Lord. Stop looking at man. Because guess what? You can't speed it up. <laughs> you can't make it come faster. When you go to the doctor's office, and many times we have to wait, 99% of the time, it's rare that you go to the doctor's office and you don't have to sit there and wait. When you go to the doctor's office and you're sitting there waiting, you can get up and you can go to the, to the clerk at the window and say, you know what, I've been sitting here for 30 minutes now. My appointment was half an hour ago and I, I'm still waiting. And I just saw a couple of people go inside who came out to me and they went in before I did, but I was here, been sitting here longer than they. And they said, okay, we'll be right with you, ma'am. And then you go back and sit down and sometimes you have to wait a little bit longer. You know what God is doing? God is trying to, he, he, He's building character on the inside. While you're waiting, trust God to build your character. Trust God to, to uh, conform you, transform you, not conform, but to transform you into the man or the woman of God that he desires for you to be. So you will be conformed because transform means uh, conformity, but we're being conformed from the inside out as we're trusting God. And we, we're familiar with that scripture in the book of Isaiah, the 40th chapter, and verse 31. It says, but those who wait, those who do what? Wait. Only those who wait for the Lord. And this is what waiting means in the Amplified Version. Only those who wait for the Lord, it means who expect, who look for, and hope in him shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint or become tired. Now, let's look at it. Let's look at it a little bit closer. It says, those who wait for the Lord, who expect, Let's look at that word right there, who expect. So those who are waiting on God expect God. In other words, if you're waiting for your home and you're waiting for the furniture company to come and deliver your furniture, your new furniture that you just purchased, um, you sit there and you wait. You find some things to do while you're waiting because they told you they would be there today uh, around between 12 and 4. You know, they don't usually give you a definite time. They give you that window, <laughs> what they tell you. Well, we can't give you, a, you know, we can't pinpoint the time, but we can be there between 12 
and four. And so what are you doing while you're waiting for the furniture company to come and deliver your furniture? Are you sitting there looking out the window? No, most likely you're not. You have found something to do in your house while you're waiting for that furniture to be delivered. You eat your breakfast. You may watch a little TV. You may walk around the house and do some cleaning. Uh, you may make some phone calls. Um, you may write down, uh, pay, pay some bills online. But you are right there waiting. You have prepared yourself. You've taken off from your job. If you're working and you had to be to work that day, you took off from your job. Um, you made sure that you made no other appointments between 12 and 4 because i got to get my furniture. And so, therefore, if I'm not there and they come to my house to deliver my furniture, then guess what? I will miss the furniture company, and then I have to go back through this all over again. I got to call them, or they're going to call me, and we got to reschedule. And then when we reschedule, I got to take more time off from my job. So you want to try to get it the first time, right? You don't want to have to go back around and, and have to wait all over again. You don't want to go through that process all over again. But that's exactly what we have to do when it comes to waiting on God. We have to expect God. Now, let's make it practical. Just say if you are expecting God to bring salvation, God has already promised us household salvation. So you're expecting God to bring salvation manifestly to your spouse, whether it's your husband or your wife. Um, and so you're expecting God to do that, right? So in the meantime... What is your attitude? In the meantime, are you praising God? Are you worshiping God? Why are you waiting on God to manifestly bring salvation to your, your spouse? What are you doing? Are you talking about God has already done it? Are you talking uh, faith talk because you know it's already done? Oh, my, my spouse is already saved. I see them coming to church with me. I see them coming. I see them getting dressed. We're getting dressed at the same time. We're leaving out of the house the same time. And so I see us walking in the church um, together. I see us walking on the church grounds. We're greeting the people. We're, you know, we're, we're going inside the building door. And I see us praising God together. I see us sitting down in the congregation on the second row. And I see us listening to the word of God. And I see us being blessed by the word of God. And I see us leaving the church and we're greeting the people saying goodbye to our man of God, woman of God. I see us saying goodbye to some of the other congregants. And then once we leave, we're leaving together. We may even make a stop on the way home and we get home together and then we talk about it and say, well, honey, wasn't that a good message today? Didn't God speak to us today? You know, I was really encouraged by the word today when God spoke concerning open doors and, and how God was getting ready to bless us and, and how we need to keep our focus uh, on God and not allow ourselves to be distracted by the by the situations that may be coming up. See, you see it. You're expecting it. Your attitude is right. You're not talking down about it. God, when are you going to do it? You you made me this promise. I got a prophetic word about five years ago, and I'm still waiting. God, when are you going to do it? Uh, and then the enemy begin to shoot some doubts uh, into your mind. And then instead of you tr continuing to trust God and stand on his word, um, then you begin to give in to the doubts, and, and then you begin to what? You begin to doubt what God said. You started out right, but you didn't end right. So you want to start out right, and you want to end right. You want to believe God to the very end, until that promise is manifested. What about if somebody is waiting on God concerning the job? God gave you a word. And God spoke to you. Maybe God didn't speak openly, prophetically, but maybe he spoke directly to you. And God said, next year, uh, I'm going to bless you with that job. You go and fill out the applications. You go from place to place, and you're filling out the applications, and you're going on the interviews, and, and you've had about uh, five interviews, but nobody has called you back. Where's your faith? Do you still believe God? Do you still trust God? Are you still waiting on God and expecting God? See, when you're expecting God, then you're making preparations for that which you expect. What did I say? When you're expecting God, you're making preparations 
for that which you expect because you're expecting God. You're not expecting a man. You're expecting God. And God is not a man that he should lie. If he spoke it, he knows how to bring it to pass and make it good. That's what the Amplified Version says. And he's making it good for who? Just for you. You know, when you have a, if you've been listening, uh, if you're listening to me, just say if you've had an outfit made, you go to the tailor, and the tailor or the seamstress, what do they do? They take your measurements, and they measure your, they take your measurements on the top, they take your measurements in the middle, they take your your measurements, uh, the length that you want the dress or the skirt, the length that you want the pants, how long you want the sleeve, um, how the, the size of the neck, uh, the size of the uh, the bodice uh, in the middle there, the size of your waist. Uh, they take all those measurements. Why are they doing that? Because they're making it tailor-made just for you. Then have you ever thought, that maybe that's why it's taking so long for your promise to manifest because not only is God doing a twofold thing, it's for building your character and testing your your faith and your trust in him, but God is tailor-making that that promise just for you. (laughs) And when you get it, it's going to be the right size. It's going to fit. You will not have to take it back. And so you know what? I think you made a mistake. The sleeve is too long. No, 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 no. You don't have to say that. You don't have to tell the furniture people to who delivered your furniture they made a mistake, they brought the wrong color. No, 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 no. You put your order in, and it's going to come out just right for you. So you can praise God. You can praise God right about now because we know that God is making that promise tailor-made just for you. He's making your spouse tailor-made just for you. He's making that job tailor-made just for you. He's making that new house that you're looking for. It seems like you've been looking a long time and you haven't found it yet. Well, if you continue to be patient and just trust God and wait and rest in the promise of God and praise Him while you're resting, trust or praise Him while you believe in Him, or worship Him while you're looking, while you're house hunting, you will find it. God knows how to lead you into the right neighborhood. He knows how to lead you into the right house. Uh, before Dr. McKenzie and I moved into the house that we're living in now, we looked for a house probably about maybe two, two and a half years. And we were looking, and many times Dr. McKenzie went looking uh, with the realtor uh, that we had at that particular time without me. And and then if he found something that he thought I, I was interested in, which I appreciate him doing that, if he found something that he thought I was interested in, he would come back and tell me. And there was many times that we went uh, I went with him, and we looked, and it was just not the right house. You know, when you walk into the, the right house, you know it. You know, you just say, oh, uh, this is it, this is it. When you get the right car, you say, oh, you know, this is it. Uh, yeah, Oh, yeah, this, this, this. Now, that's me. I can see myself driving that car <laughs> because that's the right car. Um, so it's the same way with the house. So we were looking about two and two and a half years, and when we walked into the house that we're living in now, I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is it. And this was the first house that we actually went home, got the girls, and brought them back with us so they can look at the house. And when they looked at the house, they loved it too. (laughs) I walked in, and I was like, oh, yes, baby, I like this. Oh, yes, I love it. Yes, 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 I I, I want it. (laughs) When do we sign the papers? I, I, I can see myself in this house. I can see the furniture. I can see this. Oh, yes. And um, the house, our house is upstairs, downstairs. And and I remember years ago, I used to say, oh, I don't want to move into another up, upstairs, downstairs house. I used to say that, but now I'm I'm fine with this. You know, that's what you know. My husband and I like, and my husband like it, and I like it. Then then that's what we're going to receive. God opened up that door. And so uh, we we uh, took the girls and they they loved the house. We went upstairs. Uh, uh, we went and and looked in the, all the bedrooms and and we said, okay, this can be uh, Imani's room. Imani is our youngest, and and uh, this can be Ecstasy's room. Ecstasy is our middle daughter, our second. Uh, and then this can be Ebony's room. Ebony is our oldest. And so we had already picked out the master bedroom is upstairs. Uh, all the girls' room is upstairs. Uh, we 
have a, a bedroom downstairs. Uh, we made that into an office uh, for Dr. McKenzie. Then we made. Uh, then we have a media room. Then we have a you know the uh, former dining room. We have our breakfast nook. We have the living room. Uh, so I, I saw all of that when I first walked in the house, and we were walking from place to spot to spot, you know, room to room. I was able to see it, <laughs> and that's how I knew that that was the house for me. That was the place that God wanted us to reside for the McKenzie family. And that's the same way for you. Now, that house was already with the second owners that are, that's living in our house. So the first owner, she was the, uh, the, uh, after they built the house, then, then she was the first one to live in the house, and then we moved into the second. So uh, with the second owner. So uh, your, your promise uh, may not have to be made. This house was not made because, again, we're the second owners. But maybe you your promise has to be made. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? You say, I'm, I'm house honey. I'm looking for a house. Uh, uh, and I've been looking and looking. Um, God, where is the house? Uh, and maybe God told you, you know, uh, by the end of this year, you're going to be rejoicing and, and have a powerful testimony. So you're looking. So maybe they're finishing up your house right about now. So you can still praise them <laughs> because that's a good thing. Um, and maybe they have to, if you're believing God for the car, maybe they have to bring the car, order the car just right for you. And think about it like this. The promise, the car that you believe in God for, which is your promise from God, God said it, and so you're holding on to that promise, you're expecting it. And maybe the first person that ordered the car, all of a sudden, they can't get it. And then who else is next? You. God moved you right on up and said, okay, you are the one that's next in line for the blessing. This is your promise. See, it was supposed to go to uh, Mr. Bill over here, but something happened. The credit didn't go through at the last minute, and, and so therefore he wasn't able to come up with all the money. But guess what? It's going to you. And because you waited on God, uh, and it may have taken about four months, six months, a year, two years, uh, like I said earlier concerning our house, two and a half years, whatever length of time it took, you was resting in God and trusting God because you know that God cannot lie. Amen? And so while you're waiting, praise Him. Worship him because it says those who wait for the Lord, not wait for man, who wait for the Lord, who expect, who look for. When you're looking for it, that means you're out searching for it. You're, you're, you're searching, excuse me, you're searching. You may have to go from place to place to look for it. You may have to drive a little bit and, and spend some X amount of dollars in gas. But that's all right. You know it's going to be worth it because God made the promise. And you got to do the legwork, amen? You can't be lazy about it and just think that the promise is just going to fall right in your lap. Now, God can work a miracle, but you got to go do something. And, and as you're going out doing something, you're exercising your faith. You're trusting God as you go from neighborhood to neighborhood looking for that house, as you go from car lot to car lot looking for that car, as you go from job to job filling out the application, you can't say, well, goodness, my hand is tired. I'm tired of writing this. Maybe I can just make a copy of it. No, no, no. <laughs> just be patient and let God, God knows how to renew your strength. He knows how to give you more strength in your hand so you can, you know, write up, you know, a little bit longer. Some applications are short, and it's only maybe one page. Uh, some applications are two and three pages, uh, and then they want the resume. So whatever they want, that's what you're willing to do because you believe that God is setting you up for your blessing. Amen? As you go from place to place, God is setting you up. He, you're trusting God, and God is setting you up, and you will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. See, delay does not mean disappointed. God... Uh, will not allow it, the promise to be delayed to disappoint you. Man will do that. <laughs> Man is not concerned about your feelings. They don't care that you had to wait. They don't care that you had to drive an hour to get there. They don't care. But God will never allow you and I, the promise to be delayed to disappoint us. If God spoke it, then there's an appointed time and there's a season for you to receive that promise that God gave you. You and I, on the, we are on the appointment. We are on God's appointment. 
God has written our names down, and we're on his appointment, and we're next in line. Go ahead and say that to yourself. I'm next in line for the blessing. I'm next in line for the manifestation. I'm next in line to receive that check in the mail. We have one uh, one of our ministers um, in our church uh, last year. Oh, it seems like every week she's getting a check in the mail. <laughs> and so... Don't, I don't have to get jealous about that. I praise God that she's getting a check in the mail um, every week. It seemed like for about a, a month or two months. You know, oh, oh, Dr. McKenzie, I got another testimony. I got another check in the mail. Uh, and we don't know the amount, but it doesn't even matter. They, they were a blessing. Amen. They were an increase. That was a check she did not have. And so she was able to go and cash it, deposit it, whatever she did with it. But God brought the increase. And so that's the time to rejoice. When you see God manifesting in somebody else's life, rejoice because you know you're next in line. Tell yourself, I'm next in line for the blessing. I mean, I'm right there. I'm on the verge of it. You ever uh, been in line at the store? And as you're in line at the store, it seems like it's taking so long, and you're the next person. Anybody ever got in line at the store, and the moment you got in line, that's when the cashier had to go look for something. You're like, oh, my goodness. I always seem to get in the wrong line. And that's probably why you got in the wrong line, because you spoke, you always seem to get in the wrong line. <laughs> that's faith right there. Uh, and so you get in line, and then the cashier, she has to go and look for something, and you say, okay, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait right here. I'm, just, I'm not going to move this time. Last time I moved, and I had to wait a long time, so I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait. And so you waiting, and you waiting, and you waiting, and then all of a sudden you say, you know what? She is taking too long. He's taking too long. Let me just get out of line and go get in the next line. And when you get in the next line, then this person uh, got uh, so many coupons. <laughs> <laughs> they got about 10 coupons. You're like, oh, my goodness, I'm in a hurry. I don't have time to wait for all these coupons. Let me get in the next line. And guess what you have done? You just keep moving and moving and moving. Every time you move, you lose your spot. So don't allow yourself to move from the place that God have you. You don't want to lose your spot. You don't want to set yourself back because that's all you did. You set yourself back, and that caused you to have to wait. Just think about it. That extra five or ten minutes, however it took for you to get in the next two or three lines, you could have just stayed in that one spot, and then you would have been the next person that would have rung up your groceries and you'd be out the door. And now you're looking at somebody else who's out the door, who was in, in line after you, but they, they waited in the line. They were patient. You wasn't patient. And then now they're going out the door and they're waving at you. Bye-bye. See you next time. <laughs> because why? You wasn't patient enough to wait. But this time, you know, go ahead and say it. This time I will wait. This time you're waiting on God. And there, as a matter of fact, why don't you just say, you know, next time I go to the grocery store, I'm going to get in the right line. God is going to strategically lead me to the cashier. Which cashier, which line to get into? We need to learn how to trust God in the little things like that as well. When you go to the store, then, okay, Holy Spirit, this is the line you want me to be in. And, and the, the God allows the cashier to say something that confirms that's the right line to be in. So we're waiting on God. We're looking for it. And then it says, hope in him shall change and renew their strength. So God is going to cause your strength to be renewed as you wait on him. Here's another scripture I want to encourage you with uh, from the book of Psalms, Psalms 104, verse 27. It says, These all wait and are dependent upon you, that you may give them their food in due season. In what? Due season. This is what the scripture says. God is going to give you your food in due season. Now, it's not talking about that, that favorite meal that you like to eat, you know, uh, the, the barbecue chicken and the, the uh, rice pilaf. It's not talking about that. It's talking about that promise. God is going to give you your promise in due season. And remember, we're in our due season now. So say, go ahead and say that. Encourage yourself. God, thank you for giving me my promise in due season. And we're in that season now. So it says these all. Now, only those who are waiting on God 
will receive the promise in the due season. This is why you, you and I cannot afford to take our eyes off of God and begin to look at our neighbor, begin to look at our coworkers, begin to look at other people, my sister in church, my brother in church, and hearing their testimonies there. And then I take my eyes off of, off of God, and then I get discouraged because it seems like I'm waiting a long, long, long time. No, 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 no. And to you, it seems like you're waiting a long time. But in, in the eyes of God, in, in the realm of heaven, you're really not waiting a long time. So it says, these all wait and are dependent, dependent upon you, that you may give them. So God knows how to set up the players. God knows how to put this person in place, that person in place, that person in place, just for the promise to be made manifest for you and I. See, God has to make sure that he's making sure that every person is divinely aligned in the right place, at the right moment, at the right time, at the right minute, the right hour, the right second, so your promise can be made manifest. So you and I have to trust God and believe that as I'm waiting on God, God is putting all the players in place. God is putting all the people in place. God is putting all, he's setting up everything just for me. Remember the outfit, the suit? He's making that promise just for you because you're waiting on God and you're not going to be disappointed. God will not disappoint you. So it says, these are wait and are dependent. We're dependent on God. We're dependent on God to come through. We're dependent on God to make it happen. We're dependent on God to build my character. We're dependent on God as I rest in him. He's giving me the strength. Because remember, those who, who wait on the Lord, who look for the Lord, shall change and renew their strength. God is causing me to change, to renew my mind, to begin to trust him, to see, uh, to allow him to become real to me. So he's renewing my strength when the enemy is trying to call me to be weary. God is renewing my strength and my power in him. And then it says you, he's going to give you your food and due season at the right time. Remember when you were little and, and your mom called you in to, to supper, to come on and eat? We were, I, I can remember we were outside playing many times, and, and pretty soon my mom would come out and call Brenda, call Kathy, call Eddie, call Rosalyn. Everybody come. It's time to eat, and guess what? We didn't waste no time. <laughs> we didn't have to say, we didn't say, okay, in five minutes. No, 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 no. It's time to eat. We've been out there playing. Uh, strength is gone. Uh, I'm ready to eat. I'm hungry. My stomach is growling, and so now it's time to run in the house and eat. So there's a certain time when you know it's time to eat. There's a certain time, so there's a certain atmosphere that God allows to happen in the realm of the spirit uh, when it's the blessing time. You can just, you can sense it, you can, you can sense it in the air, you can feel it in the air. You know when the rain is about to come sometime, you can smell the rain, and when you smell the rain, you know pretty soon it's, it's you know, it's getting ready to rain, because I just smell it, uh, uh, look at, you know, the clouds, they're a little overcast now, and so you know that the rain is, is coming in a little bit, you know, sometimes when the, when the weather is about to change and the climate is changing, then, then God calls us, you know, when we can tell sometimes when it's about to get cold, uh, uh, not just because of the, the, the broadcast, you know, we hear it on the TV, but sometimes you walk outside, you can just sense it in the air, so think about that in the realm of the spirit, you can sense it in the air, the blessing that God is about to, to bring to us. You can Every time we go to church, it's like, oh, my goodness, this is just, we know we're in our season. We know we are right there, and we are not going to move. We're not going to miss our place in line. We're not going to miss our time because we're going to keep our eyes on God, and we're going to keep our focus on God, and we're not going to be moved by the distractions. Uh, the distractions, uh, we're not going to allow them to hinder us and to call us, cause us to move out of our place in God and our relationship with God, but we're going to keep on pressing forward and press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So as I press, I got to keep my focus on God. As I'm pressing toward the finish line, I got to keep looking forward. I can't look to the left or look to the right. I can't look behind me because I may trip and fall, you know, when I'm going around the, the, the turn there. I got to keep my focus on God, and I got to allow God to, to build my internal man, to strengthen me in internally and fortify me internally as I focus on God. And as I focus on God, then it's only a matter of time that the promise will manifest. And you know what? It may be today. It may be today that God surprised you. Expect God. Look for God. Hope in God. Today may be the day that God surprised you. 
Here's another scripture that says uh, food in their due season. Psalms 145 and verse 15. It says, the eyes of all wait for you. The eyes of who? All. The eyes of all. Only those who, who are waiting on God will have their eyes toward God. And when you have your eyes toward God, that means your vision is toward God. Your focus is toward God. Things are happening around me, but my vision, I only have God in my, in my vision. I only keep my eyes toward God. Those of us who wear glasses, when we put on our glasses, you know, sometimes you can't see what's on the left of you or what's on the right of you, your peripheral view, sometimes you can't see, but you take off your glasses, you can see because, you know, you don't have the side bar where it looks like you're looking at the frame of your glasses, but your vision is a little bit clearer sometimes when you remove the glasses, uh, those of us who wear the reading glasses, I should say that, not those of us who wear um, glasses, you know, 24-7, but some of us who wear glasses just for reading, you know, we put them on, and sometimes we can't see to the left or the right, but then we take them off, and, and then we can see to the left and to the right. Well, sometimes that's what we have to do in the in the realm of, of the spirit. You know, we have to we have to remove the, the glasses that, that's trying to hinder my vision and block my view of God. And so when I remove the hindrance, when I remove whatever's blocking my vision, then I can see clearer. Sometimes you have to take off your glasses and you have to clean them. Can you imagine walking around with, with dirty glasses? That's just like walking around with dirty vision. You know, sometimes you can't see. You know, you have to clean your glasses. You got to make sure you spray the glass cleaner on there, clean your glasses. And when you clean them, you say, oh, now I can read a little bit clearer. Well, when you clean your vision, allow your vision to be clear, and your vision is clear as we get into the presence of God and we read the Word of God and we actually see what the Word of God says for ourselves, then the vision, my vision is clearer, and then I can hear and I can see what God has been speaking to me. So it says, the eyes of all who wait for, for you. And this is what it means. This is what the word wait means in this passage of Scripture. Looking watching and expecting and you give them their food in due season when does god give your food in due season so in so is it is it possible that there can be a season that is not your due season yes it's possible because as we were we've been confessing for years now uh due season is that time based upon uh the word of the lord god that god spoke Back in 2009. So when God spoke that uh, for the uh, four years, that first year we were speaking it, that wasn't our due season. Uh, Manifestly um, and in the realm of God, it was because there's no, no time and space with God. So in the realm of God, it was, but to us, no, because we didn't see nothing. <laughs> we were confessing, we were praying, we were standing, we were holding fast our confession of faith, we were speaking the word of God, praying this prayer, encouraging ourselves with the word of God. We were looking for it, but it wasn't our due season and to, to the in the natural realm, but in the realm of God it was. But now God actually spoke uh, and reestablished us and said, double honor, open doors, October the 7th. So when God said that, now we're in it. And it seemed like the whole atmosphere has changed, has shifted. Everything around us has shifted. And God knows when it's your time. Because when it's your time, you're ready for it. God knows when the baby is ready to come forth, when the mother is pregnant uh, and she's ready to give birth, and the doctors may say uh, the baby will be born uh, August the 15th. The baby may be born uh, September the 14th. Or the baby may be born uh, June the 12th. See, the doctors may say that, but the baby is really not going to come until the baby is ready. When, it's, when God says the baby is ready, then the baby is going to begin to push. Then you're going to go through the labor pain. So, so uh, during the times that we were confessing, the word and praying the word, I believe we were in our labor. 
God was causing us to be in labor, and we were travailing. And, and, and some of you who are listening and will listen later on, you know the pain that God has allowed you to go through. You know the trouble that you have experienced. You know the pain that you've experienced in the relationship and maybe the relationship with your spouse, and you've gone through hell and back, it seems, uh, and you've uh, uh, heard uh, a lot of language that wasn't uh, too clear uh, that for you to speak or coach for you to speak at this particular time, and you probably had to cover your ears for some of the language that some of you probably heard, but God knows that you were in your time of travail. You were in that season where you were laboring, and, and can a woman begin to push and not bring forth the baby when it's time? No. When she's pushing, that baby will come. Now, you may have to push. You may have to push for a long period of time. Hours, she may have to push, uh, but the baby will come. We have three girls. Each one of my pregnancy was different. Each one got the, the labor was longer than the previous one. Our oldest, Ebony, she was here in 45 minutes. Somebody else said, well, you know what? I didn't even have to go that long. Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> Ebony was here in 45 minutes. Then um, Ecstasy, our, our second daughter, she was here in four hours. Then Imani, our youngest, I had to have a cesarean section with her. Ebony and Ecstasy, they came natural. Imani, I had to be cut. Each one of your promises will be different, but it will be the promise from God. It will be your due season. You will give birth as, you, as you're pushing. <laughs> you will give birth. The baby will come, but each one will be different. And I remember when I was pregnant with the first one, our first daughter, Ebony, uh, and I had to tune out. I had to block out things that people were telling me. Uh, you know how it is when those of you who have uh, been pregnant for the first time and, and, uh, and, and you had to probably, you probably heard some horror stories and, you know, I, and it was to me, people were just, you know, trying to encourage us, but it really wasn't encouraging. Because <laughs> if you think about it, it almost sounds like, oh my goodness, what have I got myself into? I, I'm afraid to have a baby <laughs> because of the stories that you hear from people. So, and, and I have uh, put myself in a position that I never want to tell people horror stories or, you know, the pain that I encountered or, or things that I went through because that's not encouraging for somebody who's pregnant for the first time. You want to encourage them that, you know, continue to trust God, believe God. When it's your appointed time, you know, God is going to allow the baby come forth at the, at the right time. We don't know how long you're going to have to push. We don't know how long you're going to be in labor, but I believe you're going to have a healthy baby. Praise God. Amen. Now that's good. That's something you can tell somebody. Not tell them, oh, I had to be in labor for eight hours and I was screaming. I was pulling out my hair and I was like, oh, I can't wait to have this baby and be done with it. No, no, no. <laughs> How is that encouraging for somebody? So each one will be different, but it will be your due season. The baby will come forth. So as you're pushing, that baby will come forth. You may have to push a little longer than, than before, but the baby will come forth. It says the eyes of all, the eyes of all, only the ones who have their eyes looking towards God, watching God, expecting God, will receive the food in their due season. Going back to what we said earlier concerning the furniture. If you are waiting there and you're waiting for the manifestation, for the driver, for the furniture truck to come and deliver your furniture, you made preparation for it. You said, well, how have you made preparation for it? Well, you removed the old furniture, number one. <laughs> you removed the old furniture and you put that in or you gave that away to a Goodwill or you gave it to somebody or you put it in another room, but you made room for it. There is 
space available to receive that new uh, bedroom set. You can't wait to sleep in your new king-size bed uh, and see your furniture, uh, your dresser, uh, your your mirrors, uh, whatever else you purchase for your bedroom, your master bedroom. You're waiting to receive it, and it's going to be seven pieces. You're like, wow, I can't, I can just see it over here. I can't wait to get it. You made preparation for it. Well, how have you prepared to receive the promise of God? Have you prepared your heart to receive what God spoke over your life? You're holding on to the promise, but have you prepared yourself? What if God brought salvation today to your spouse? Are you prepared to receive your spouse who's going to begin to talk differently, who's going to begin to, to do things a little differently? He's going to begin to say, you know what, I want to get in the word with you tonight. You know, God, you know, God brought salvation. I, I said the sinner's prayer with my coworker today and, and praise God for saving me. So when you get, you uh, begin to uh, study your Bible, can I sit there with you and see how you study? Because I want to start studying. Are you prepared for that? What about if God began to bring salvation manifestly to your children today? And they call you and say, guess what, Mama? I, I, I said the sinner's prayer today with my, with, with my classmate. I was in school today. And they begin to encourage me. And they begin to share a, a testimony with me. And I want to give my, I gave my life to the Lord today. So can I come over today and go to church with you uh, tonight? Is, is it faith school tonight? Can I come over and go with you tonight? Are you prepared for that? We need to prepare for the promise. Only those who are waiting for God will receive it in the due season. This is our due season, and this is what God has done for us. And so God has brought it, and we want to receive it. We want to prepare for it. I want to prepare my mind. I want to prepare my, my physical being. I want to prepare my room. I want to prepare for if they happen to say it to me today, I want to be ready to receive it because why? I'm looking towards God. And that's the only way you and I can be prepared as we focus on God every day. As we keep our eyes toward God, you know, every weekend we went looking for a house. So every weekend, are you going looking for that house? What if the bank call you today, the realtor call you today, and say, you know what, Mr. and Mrs., uh, we have the house. We, I, I believe we found the right house for you. Uh, and what are you going to say? Uh, well, you know what, wait, I, I don't have the money. I, I, I got to go make sure. Let me, let me go. I, I'll call you back. And, and, and they take you about two weeks to call them back. You say, you know what? I'm sorry, but that house was sold. You took too long. We we had the the house was on the market and it was ripe and and I held off two clients. As a matter of fact, my my coworker who I work with had somebody else ready to to buy the house and I said nope. Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, they, they, they want that house. And when I called you, you wasn't ready. And so I had to give it up. And I thought you was ready. You, I mean, you told me you was ready. And God brought it. But you wasn't ready. So let's make sure that we're ready. We're prepared for the blessings that God has for us. We're ready to receive the promise, the promise that God has for us. We've been confessing it. We've been holding fast to our confession of faith. So let's make sure that we're ready, that we're prepared to receive that new furniture. We're prepared to receive our spouse if they come to us today and say they gave their life to the Lord. We're prepared. You say, well, you know what? I've been praying. I hope he come to me. I hope she come to me. No, no, no. God can use whoever he wants to, to lead them into the sinner's prayer. What's the most important thing, that you lead them into the sinner's prayer or that somebody else lead them in the sinner's prayer and they give their life to the Lord? Why should they have to wait until they come home to, to say the prayer with you? It doesn't matter who God uses. As long as they say the sinner's prayer and they give their life to the Lord, praise be to God. God used you to sow somebody else water, but God gave the increase. Isn't that the most important thing, that God give the increase? And so God uses whoever he wants to use to, to lead them into the sinner's prayer. So that's the most important thing, that they gave their life to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's rejoice now. They gave their life to the Lord. So let's make sure that in our due season that our eyes is waiting on God. Our eyes is looking toward God. We're looking, we're watching, we're expecting God. 
We, we expect him because we're looking for him. We're hoping in him. And as we're looking towards God and expecting God, then we will be changed and God will renew our strength. Because why? We're looking towards God and our eyes is on God. And God is getting ready. And I say getting ready because God is preparing us. He, and, and, and we will see the manifestation of the promise. And we will receive our food, our promise, in our due season. I pray that this word encourage you today to know that you are in your due season and your set time. The doors are open. God has already done it. So let's prepare our hearts and let's praise God for it. Let's keep the right attitude and our focus on God. This has been your host, Prophetess Kathy L. McKenzie. Remember, our prayer is at the end of the month, January 28th, the 29th, and the 30th. The prayer line number again is area code 712 432-3900. The code is 287-381-POUND. And we will uh, appreciate if you can tell someone about the broadcast. Uh, Next time you hear us, we'll be on Saturday with Dr. McKenzie, the master key, releasing the supernatural. Tell someone about the broadcast. Let them know that you've been blessed and they will be blessed too. God bless you.